Hi guys, it's Sister Spill and welcome back to Spillcast. Um, I just want to start by saying I know it's been, what, three weeks now since I've uploaded a podcast episode, something crazy like that. Um, I don't think I've taken a break this long from the podcast ever, or if I have, maybe it was once. Um, but I am I am very happy to be back. Um It's not something that you'd be able to tell probably through listening to my podcast, but I just honestly have not been in the best place, like, overall, just not feeling great overall, mostly, like, mentally, I've been struggling, and for me, it just didn't feel right to force myself to get up and record the podcast, and then on top of that, give people advice when I myself wasn't in a good place to do that. Um, I'm feeling pretty good today, so like I, you know, made the decision. Like, yeah, it's it's been three weeks. You got to get back to the podcast because I've had people waiting on me for advice. Um, but I just wanted to let you guys know that like. If I, you know, disappear for a week or two or three, like I just did, I mean, obviously I wasn't planning on that. Um, it's not because I don't want to do the podcast or respond to you guys or because I'm just trying to slack off. It's probably just because I have no motivation, not only to do the podcast, but to do anything else in my life. So usually when I lose motivation, it's just like losing motivation in general. It's not just selectively my podcast. Um, my podcast just happened to be another thing on top of like, feeling no motivation that I was like, there's no way I can just get up and record that tonight. You know, like I just have no motivation. Um, but like I said, I'm feeling pretty good today. I I don't know what it is that came over me. Maybe it's just anxiety about upcoming college decisions. Maybe it's just the stress of everyday life. I don't know, but I'm not like feeling mentally my best. Um, and so that's kind of just why I took this break. And I know a lot of you guys are super supportive and understanding and, you know, would tell me or have told me like it's totally fine take your time but at the same time I do feel like this obligation to record this podcast or at the very least like give you guys a heads up but for me it's just like I felt so bad about not recording for like two weeks that like by the third week like last week or whatever I was just like I can't even like go on my Instagram account like I didn't even touch my Instagram account or look at my DMs because I just I just felt like bad and I was just like I just need to step away from all of it but I am back um I'm you know feeling optimistic about this episode although I didn't plan it at all it's just kind of spontaneous um but I do feel like I have stuff to talk to you guys about because it's been a while actually that reminds me there's a funny story I wanted to tell on the podcast and um maybe I'll just get right into it but basically I I don't know if I've mentioned this before for some reason I feel like I have on the podcast is that like my school does not have very good parking it's just not great parking um my school is kind of like in the city like in the middle of the city I mean I don't live in like a big city or anything but it's like not in the suburbs or like tucked into a neighborhood um there is like the main campus it's like a four-floor school so it's not super like long and wide it's just it's pretty like tall I guess um and so we have three floors or sorry four floors and the campus that part of the campus is just like on one block and there's like a teacher faculty parking lot right behind the school and then like there's probably like five parking spots in the actual front of the school because it's just like a little drop-off circle um so the student parking lot students have to walk across the street and then there's a whole different parking lot and then like across the street from that there's like the stadium like the football stadium and tennis courts and things like that um but our parking lot is across the street from the regular school like just disconnected so that's fine 
but that's all the parking that we have we just have like the one parking lot which is like decently big and usually you can find a parking spot but my problem is that I have not had a first period um, ever since this new semester started so because I come during second period um, I have to find a parking spot after everyone's already parked because you know everyone's been there since first period and I'm just now getting there so usually they're like some people parked on like the side so not in the parking lot but on the side of the street outside of the parking lot and that fills up really quickly so like I've learned I need to get there like 10-15 minutes early in order to get a spot um but if the side isn't available because usually it's really full if you don't get there on the right time you have to go inside the parking lot and start searching even though there's literally not a single spot ever and you can always see there's like five cars kind of like driving around trying to look for a spot there's always like a group of people that just like can't find a spot and one day (laughs) I I had been parking illegally in the student parking lot because I'd just been getting there and there was literally no spots there'd be nothing on the side there'd be nothing in the actual parking lot so what people start doing is they make up a spot and I wish I could like give you guys a visual representation of this because I know it's super hard to visualize just listening to someone talk about it but I couldn't find a spot and so what people do is there are there's like a little bit of room um to like kind of just create a spot so we have like rows of cars right and then we have next to like the rows in the car next to the rows of cars like on the left and the right the outsides we have just like some side parking so they're parked like I guess just like parallel I don't know like I think you guys know what I mean like just slanted side parking um and that always is full, but I notice that there's usually a way to kind of create a spot next to the rows of cars so that you're not in a spot, but you're really close to the car next to you and it still gives people room to like drive through the parking lot. So yeah, it's like illegal parking, but that's what there's cars that do it every single day. There's not a day that there isn't someone illegally parked like that because everyone at the school has realized like with the car has realized that you have to park that way sometimes because there is no other option. Like what are you supposed to do? Just like keep circling around. Like you're never going to find a spot and you're going to be super late to your class. So there just comes a point where you're just like, I have to create a spot that isn't there. So one day I had been doing this like for a few days, but never had any issues. And I always like tried to park like very close to the person next to me, not uncomfortably close, but close enough that it was like, it wasn't blocking anyone in like whatever. It just like, wasn't like really badly illegally parking. Um, and so one day I was in a rush. So honestly, I didn't park as close to like the car next to me as I could. Um, but I like didn't care. I was like, it's okay because I had been parking illegally not for the whole entire day like what gave me comfort is that I have second period and then I have first lunch which means I have lunch right after second period so I knew that I would just go to one class it's an hour and a half and then after that I always go up to my car for lunch with my friend so I knew like I was going to move my car during lunch because that had just become like my routine to move my car because I knew like I didn't want to keep parking in that illegal spot like that was only a temporary thing so I had been doing that I'd done it a couple times but there was one time where I was with two of my friends and this was a couple weeks ago honestly like probably two three weeks ago like probably the week after I stopped um after I uploaded my last podcast episode and I was walking up to the parking lot you know I had my keys in my hand I was getting ready to like 
walk up the stairs because we have to like walk up the stairs to get to our parking lot it's like an elevated parking lot it's kind of weird um I was ready to move my car and as I'm walking up with my two friends I see someone who I know he is a senior and he I have a class with him um and I've you know known who he is for like ever since I went to my school and I see him and his car is parked like you know, he can like easily get out of the parking lot. Like he's ready to drive, but his car is, um, the car door is open and he starts like looking like he's about to pour something on my car. And like for the split second before it happened, I was like, is he pouring like water on my car as a joke? Like whatever. And then I see white stuff pour all over the front of my car. And immediately I knew it was milk. So I started yelling at him. I said his name, let's say his name was John. And I yell and I'm like, John, that's my car. Cause like he knows who I am. We have classes together, whatever. I know who he is. And I'm like so confused why he's pouring literal milk all over my car. And like one, my friend next to me actually got a picture of him, like not as he was doing it, but right after he did it. And you can see him in the picture. Like it was clear it was him who did it. Um, I had no clue that she took the picture until after like I'd gotten done yelling at him, but, um, it's, it's pretty crazy because you can just see the milk like spilling all over my car. Like it was disgusting. And I yelled and I was like, that's my car. And he's like, don't like don't park like that then like don't block me in I do this to everyone or whatever but he looked so embarrassed like you could tell that he was like not expecting anyone to catch him in the act let alone the literal person who owned the car which was me like that was so embarrassing for him you could tell he got super defensive super defensive right away because he was like oh like shoot I did not expect someone to see me actually do that like that's embarrassing because I would be embarrassed if I were him And the thing is, it's like, I understand that it can be hard to get out because I've been in my other friend's car where she parks on like the side, like in the slanted spots. And it can be really hard when like the rows of cars behind you have created a spot. So it's a really, really tight backing up job. Like I was in the car with her one time and she was like, literally, I don't think it's possible for me to get out because these cars are blocking me in. But she made it out fine. And she also has like a really big, like longer car. So it was more difficult than like a different car. Um... But, like, I honestly, like, yeah, it was a bad parking job. Like, it was worse than, like, um, usual. And I, you know, I felt bad for parking like that. But I hadn't blocked him in because he was literally, like, his car was facing the right way. Like, he was... I, I wish I could explain the parking lot to you guys. It's so hard. But his car was facing the right way, meaning, like, he was already out of his spot. Like, he had already backed out and he was ready to drive away. But he took the, like... He took the time to stop, open his door, grab milk from his car, which like, I'm scared. Like, I don't know how how long that's been in his car or like if he just keeps milk to pour on people's cars, like weird, whatever. And pours it all over my car. Like, I, I don't know why he had to like literally back out of his spot and then do that after he'd already gone out of his parking spot. Like, it's just rude. There's no point to do that. And like, yes, I get that I like parked badly, but it is so difficult. It's like, what else am I supposed to do when my school does not have enough parking spots? Like, I'm not kidding you guys when I say there is literally not a single spot, like not even close. Like people literally just like park in the middle of like wherever they can because they have to get to class. They have a car, they have to park it somewhere. So there's like no other choice. Um, And so I was just like bewildered at the fact that he poured milk all over my car in front of me. Obviously that wasn't on purpose because he didn't know the car was mine, but we like, I started yelling at him and I was just like, like, what are you doing? 
like whatever and like all my like my two friends that are with me like started yelling but it was embarrassing because there was like a car of boys that like um drove by me as I was like yelling at him like it was just I was just like oh my god like this is like so just like annoying and I was like okay we're going to the gas station right away to get this milk off because one it's gross and two like you can literally see like there's white liquid all over the hood of my car and there's so many people in like the student parking lot that go in and out that I'm like I'm not leaving this on my car it's so embarrassing so me and my friends get in the car and I know there's like a gas station just down the street so we go to the gas station and I'm like trying to like use the squeegee like the free squeegee that they give you at the gas station to like get all of this milk off and like wipe it off and it's just like smearing everywhere so like I got most of it off but honestly like after like a few swipes with like the sponge squeegee thing it like that itself got like milk absorbed into it so all it was doing was just like spreading the milk around um so I just had to like do my best it was gross like my friends helped me like got paper towels to like help dry it off somewhat but I, <laughs> this, this part's my fault. I still haven't gotten a car wash after that, even though my mom was like, you need to do that. Cause it's like probably going to like smell like sour milk. I mean, it doesn't, but I'm sure if you like put your nose up to it, you could probably smell milk, which is so gross. It's so gross. I know. Um, but for some reason I just kind of like forgot and like, I haven't gotten a car wash. I've been meaning to, so you can still see like little streaks of like milk down like by my headlights on the side of my car that just like spilled down that I just didn't get. So that's annoying, but yeah like I confronted him and he was so defensive and like drove away and and then literally like the next day I had class with him and he had the audacity to like joke around with his friend and just like sit there and like like make comments to me like as if nothing happened because I think he was really embarrassed but like still it's just it's so like immature and gross and like yeah I get it I I parked badly but one I didn't block him out of his spot at the end of the day he was able to get out and two like the way he acted was so like he didn't say sorry like nothing like that he was just like got super defensive and like yelled at me like I'm like okay dude like I'm sorry what what am I supposed to do if there's nowhere to park like I'm sorry how about you complain to the school and tell them to make more parking spots because that's not my problem so yeah it was quite the experience never had that happen to me but I think the funniest thing that came out of it was the fact that I literally have like a picture of milk all over my car right as it was happening so um great experience it's a funny thing to like look back at and laugh at honestly (laughs) like I I don't hold a grudge against that guy because I just know he's immature and like stupid and I have a class with him so like there's no point to make it awkward but um it was it was crazy and I wanted to share that story with you guys because that is something bizarre that happened to me that I did not think that was going to happen um but yeah besides that I'm trying to think of like personal updates in the last few weeks I have just really, like I said, been unmotivated. So not like anything super crazy has happened. I've just been going through school. Um, It's been a lot. I don't know if any of you guys, I know I have like a lot of like a middle school base and then I also have like some older people, but I feel like I hear less of the people who are in high school. If you guys are taking AP classes, good luck because I'm taking, like I've mentioned five this year and three of them I'm taking the test for. And now I'm like kind of realizing how quickly it's going by because um the tests are in like the beginning of may mostly at least for me and so i basically have two months to study for those tests feels like less honest it's probably gonna be like a month because time goes by so quick and there's spring break and all that so yeah that's gonna be rough to study for three tests i did it last year and it was fine but like still i don't know 
we'll see. I'm nervous about it. I'm really nervous about AP Spanish because I'm not fluent in Spanish. And my teacher, so sweet, so nice, so fun, but haven't almost done like anything in her class, like barely done anything. Or, I mean, I've gotten better at Spanish just because like I hear her speak it all the time in that class, but like still, like, ooh, that's rough. Like I've barely learned anything. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then speaking of spring break, this is actually a big update. Some of you guys are going to be like, what? Like, how could you forget this? Um, I am going on my dream trip, one of my dream trips, but it's been like at the top of my bucket list. I've just seen so many amazing videos on it. You know, obviously, like, it's a trendy thing to do aesthetic videos from on TikTok. Um, Italy. Italy has been my dream trip for years now um i went on a big trip to europe when i was in fourth grade and that was easily the best trip i've ever been on just because i loved europe like i know i was like nine or ten but i remember it so so well um just because it was such like an had such a lasting imprint on me because i the cultural um experience that i got and like all the stuff that i learned and the things i saw it was just amazing um and so ever since i was like i really want to go back to europe so i was like okay well the one place we didn't go to or one of the places we didn't go to when we went to europe was italy and it's always just been a place that i've heard amazing things about and always wanted to go to um so finally i am going to italy and i'm so excited my family was originally um going to do kind of like a bigger trip this summer before I went off to college kind of like a graduation trip I know it's kind of like an American thing I don't know about in other countries but here in America a lot of seniors go on senior trips or like graduation trips at least in like my area and like the people I know it's a common thing to do um and that could just be like going to California or some people go to Europe or some people go to Japan like crazy places whatever but the point is like my family hasn't gone on a big trip like that literally since I was in fourth grade so in yeah we've gone on like some like bigger trips but nothing like this crazy and like I think we're there for like nine or ten days so it's a big trip um so yeah this is this was something for like my graduation so um I got to have the most say in where we traveled and everyone in my family agreed because I mean Italy's amazing so you can't really go wrong with it um so if any of you guys are listening from Italy I will be in Italy um we were going to like I said originally do it in summer but my parents were kind of looking at plane tickets and prices and all that and they were just like we would save thousands of dollars if we went during the spring Um, during your spring break so I'm missing which I never miss school I'm missing like three or four days of school which is kind of a lot but um, I never miss school I'm also a senior and I've gotten most of like my college things in order like so I don't really you know if my grades drop for a minute that's fine because like it I mean that doesn't matter I'll get them up but um, I should be fine (laughs) Um, but yeah it's like nine or ten days and I think we're going from like the 24th March 24th to like April 5th because that's roughly my spring break um you know adding a few days because I'm missing some school but I am beyond excited we are going to Rome and then we're going to I can't remember if the order is Rome Florence Naples Venice but I think that sounds right all I know is we're flying into Rome and flying out of Venice and we're going to Naples and Florence in between um 
So I'm beyond excited. I don't want to sound like a brat whose parents are taking her to Italy, but this has been like a long time in the works. And, you know, my family does not take these travel expenses lightly. They're definitely very like, my parents are pretty cheap people, or at least they're like very good with their money. So we've kind of like budgeted in for our family to take big trips like this, but especially because it's like, you know, our last like family excursion, big excursion before I go off to college. It's, you know, it's kind of a special thing. Um, honestly, like I would prefer to go to Italy in the summer, but after hearing like all the money that we would save and also just because Italy gets so beyond hot and just filled with tourists during the summer, it does, you know, seem a little bit more calm and peaceful going, uh, during the spring. Um, so I'm like, you know, I've come to terms with it. I'm okay with it. Obviously, I would love to, you know, go to like the coast or something in Italy and go swimming um, and have nice sunny skies. But I can always, you know, save up money, go on a solo trip myself. Like this is not the last time I'll go to Italy. I'm sure of it. Um, and I also think, you know, it'll be it'll be like 60 highs, highs of 60s. I'm hoping for <laughs> I'm hoping for that at least and like not very much rain. But we'll see. We'll see. Either way going to Italy, amazing food, amazing museums, amazing art and culture. I'm so excited and it's going to be great. So, um, do I have to warn you guys, that means I'm going to be away from the podcast for probably at least one of the weeks, but probably two weeks just because of the way things overlap. So yeah, I think two weeks. Um, so that's sad. I know cause I already took a big break, but don't worry. I will be keeping up with DMs and everything like that so yeah sorry i've been talking so long but that's what happens when i leave the podcast for three weeks so yeah (laughs) um as far as college i don't have any new acceptances yet but by the end of march i should have almost every single college decision that i'm waiting on if not all of them so that will be like a relief at least no matter if they're rejections it's just like okay I can close the chapter and I can figure out where the heck I'm going because right now, like the anticipation of just not knowing where I'm going, it has been really stressing me out because I'm like, I just want to know, like, I just want to, you know, get it over with, tell me if you're going to reject me and then I can just take my acceptances and decide where I'm going to go. Um, So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But thank you guys for the sweet messages I got regarding like my college um, acceptances. I know it's been cool for you guys to listen to me as I go on my journey to get accepted to these colleges because you guys have been here for you know a while now so it's super cool but I really appreciate um all of the support that I've gotten um without further ado I am going to jump into the advice segment uh there probably isn't much advice to give this week just because I kind of neglected it for so long and some people didn't need it anymore or I honestly probably lost some of the dms I don't know I'm pretty sure I have everything but if I have not responded to your advice at any point, it is not because I'm ignoring you. Please let me know if I ever forget your advice. So yeah, want to get that out of the way. First, I'm going to start off with this DM that says, hi, sister spill. I hope you're feeling all right. I'm happy to hear that you got accepted to the colleges you applied to. I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you so much. This is what I mean. You guys are so nice. Um, there's this boy I like in class and I've been wondering about confessing to him. I'm pretty terrible at talking to crushes, so I decided to write him a letter and give it to him on our graduation day, March 19th, by the way. I want advice on how I should write my letter and how I should give it to him. The thing is I'm not asking him out or 
asking him out or anything. Just wanted to tell him about my feelings because I want to move on. Thank you for taking your time to read my message. I appreciate that you reply to DMs. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week wherever you are. P.S. I've been a listener since day one. Keep up the great work. I love my day one listeners. Thank you so, so, so much for the support. I can't imagine sitting through that many hours of my own voice. <laughs> like, I really appreciate it. Um, I think, like, the first thing, obviously, you can't respond to this because it's not a live conversation, but the first thing I would wonder or ask from you is what do you hope to get out of it? Because I know you did say that you just kind of want the closure of, like, letting him know, but what if you were in the situation where he was like, well, I like you too? Then what? Like, would that scare you because you don't want a relationship, but you just still like him or like what? Because I feel like that depends on what you put in the letter, because if you are just like, I like you, but I don't want anything to come out of it, but I just want to like have closure by you knowing that I like you, then that's a different letter um, versus I like you and I'm hoping that you say you like me back and then I would be open to a relationship because that is hard. You have to kind of prepare for like whatever response you get or if you don't get a response maybe he just reads it and he acknowledges it and that's that and you know you got it off your chest that could also be very likely um but it's it, it kind of just depends on what you expect to happen or hope to get out of it um because i think as you know if he's the one reading it and there's no i guess major goal or thing that you're asking him to do or way you're asking him to respond it could be pretty confusing because if I got a letter from someone and they're like hey like I really like you like if I didn't like them back or I was unsure or something I would not know like how you wanted me to respond so I feel like what I'm trying to say is create some sort of like I don't know, goal or, or like something for him to respond to so that he kind of knows where, like what to do with the information, if that makes sense. I don't know if that made sense at all, but make sure that he knows like what to do with the information that you're giving him. So don't just be like, hey, like I like you. Then it's like, okay, from his side, it could be really awkward to figure out like, well, what do I say? Cause maybe he's unsure. Maybe he hasn't thought about the fact that you liked him before. So he didn't even like look into you romantically, or maybe he just, you know, doesn't reciprocate the feelings, which could also be possible. And so I feel like you should definitely include the fact that you just wanted closure and you wanted to get that off your chest. So I feel like I would say something like, Hey, you know, we've spent time together or whatever the reason is that you like him. I like this about you. I like this about you, whatever. And then you could just be like, there's no pressure for you to say anything specific or for anything to come out of this unless you do feel like that's the reason for you writing the letter. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that this is how I feel before um, graduation so that I could get it off my chest and maybe just have some closure for myself because um, I'd rather you know than just keep it a secret for my whole life, whatever. Something like that, short and sweet, short and simple. I mean, obviously you can write more details in the letter, like if it's a letter, you know, don't make it like three sentences, of course. Um, but I think it's really considerate for you to like write a letter rather than just like send a text or I don't even know if you have his contact information, but I feel like it would definitely be relieving to know that at least like he knows your feelings so that no matter if something comes out of it or not, or if he reciprocates the feelings or not, you know that like you at least 
got it out and it's not like you were harboring this secret so i don't think there is a perfect way to say it i think just like a general guideline should be like make your intention clear with the letter and also while doing that simultaneously make sure that it's not putting too much pressure on him to like respond a certain way or be like yeah i like you too or anything just you know make sure it's like hey this is for me this is for my own peace of mind and you can do with this information what you want to do with it so i feel like that's good to like leave it open-ended but of course that is up to you how you want to do it but i would love to hear an update um because march 19th that's coming up so good luck Hi, Sister Spill. So recently, the girls in my class have been struggling from verbal and sexual assault from boys in our class. Me and my class are all friends since we have a small class of 11 people, but the girls, including me, feel uncomfortable to wear crop tops and leggings because of the comments they make. The breaking point was when another boyfriend with, um, when another boy friends with the main guy, William, we'll call his friend Ryan, um, told my friend that we will call Anna everything that William said. I was disgusted. We decided to go to the principal with the agreement. We wouldn't mention Ryan during our conversation. After we talked to the principal and showed proof, she looked really mad and told us not to worry. When we got home, we found out from Ryan that William didn't get any trouble at all despite the proof we provided. Um, It's really frustrating for me and my friends because of everything. Somehow William found out that Ryan has been sharing all of this with us and he got really mad and started telling Anna everything Ryan says about us. Now we have big drama going on in our class and the boys still haven't gotten in trouble for what they did to all the girls. Our principal said, boys will be boys. Uh, That last sentence sentence is really disappointing because I, you know, I've heard that before. Boys will be boys. And it's always something that's just like, really? Like, that's it? You're not going to push for change or you're not going to condemn anyone's actions. You're just going to say, oh, that's that's the nature of the male and that's acceptable. Like, no, it's not right. And also that hearing that from a principal is really disappointing, too, because that's supposed to be someone in authority, someone who's supposed to keep your best interests at heart and for them to kind of brush it off. And despite the proof, proof that you gave just be like boys will be boys is highly upsetting um i think if you want to take it seriously enough obviously you could go as far to talk to like a superintendent or like a board member of the school district or something you know you could go above and beyond you could talk to some sort of supervisor about the principal or someone higher in charge and say, hey, I want change, and I'm not getting it from my principal or or this administration, so I, this was my only chance. Um, You could obviously do that, uh, but that is a commitment you'd be committing to, (laughs) because sometimes that can, can be a lot of, like, involvement, and a lot of discussion, and talking, and figuring things out, and whatever, Um, but, you know, if it's really important to you, and if it's really affecting your day-to-day life at school, and your principal won't do anything, then I think that's something worth looking at as an option. Um, As far as the boys in your class, like, it is really upsetting that boys like William are saying these things. Um, It's not okay. It's not okay just because they're boys. They can't just brush it off and be like, well, you know, whatever. It's, It's just, like, it's just locker room talk. It's just stupid stuff. Like we've all heard this before and it's not it's not right. You know, obviously these are things that make girls feel really uncomfortable and it's not something that you want to perpetuate or allow to continue, but at the same time sometimes there's no clear solution. So it's like what do I do from here? Um and that's kind of I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. It can be really really hard to speak up, especially after you get turned down when you do speak up. Um so I think the best thing that 
you can do at least just like from a smaller scale is in class do not let anyone encourage their behavior um talk to teachers if you can i know you've already talked to the principal so like you know the principal should be the most important one to make change but maybe there are teachers who can do more for you um even getting parents involved if it comes to that like i don't know if there's a really a perfect way to do it and i also don't know like your school situation or just like the exact situation by its uh, like every detail but i do know that like one thing you can do is outwardly condemn the things that they do let them know straight up i don't like when you say that um call them out for it to the point where they get so exhausted making these comments or feel so bad (laughs) that they're just like okay it's not worth it anymore um i feel like that's bad advice but at the same time there's only so much you can do when like the people in power kind of fail you and don't do anything about it they're uh, there's not much left to do other than stand up to them yourself and stand your ground and never let them get away with it or you know don't give up on standing up to them because i know it can be exhausting here that hearing that stuff all the time but you know keep standing your ground continue to stand your ground and prove to them that they can't just get away with making comments like these just because they're boys you know because it's not okay and it's not right and also you know i I understand that it can be really uncomfortable wearing crop tops, leggings, things like that when you get jokes or comments made out of your outfits, but, you know, like, don't let them stop you. Obviously, if you feel extremely uncomfortable, don't force yourself, but don't let them stop you from wearing what you want to wear, you know, because at some point, they're going to feel powerful knowing that you're bending your rules or your lifestyle to like accommodate them or to react to their behavior like you want to stand your ground wear wear what you want to wear if they make a comment like yell at them literally like call them out and that can be hard it can for sure but you know keep talking to people who will give you information and maybe if you gather enough enough proof um you can try and talk to the principal again um obviously it should have been enough the first time but maybe if you keep going to the principal there will be some change implemented because the principal can't ignore it forever so i feel like that's probably like one of the best things to do but good luck and i'm sorry to hear that this is happening hi sister spill i really need to rant and tell someone this so here we go yesterday at the end of the day in school while i was walking to my bus i saw my crush and he looked at me in the eye we kept eye contact for a few seconds then i got nervous and stopped staring at him he kept on staring and i could see him from the corner of my eye of my eye all his friends were there and with him and he said while looking at me she gets prettier every day when he said that i bit him in bit inside my mouth to stop myself from smiling so hard and continued walking to the bus i haven't been able to stop thinking about it since it happened i think he may like me or something it's not the first time we've made eye contact it's such a big deal because he's in year 11 and i'm in year eight oh <laughs> anyways um and he's one of the most popular boys in the school but that's the only bad thing about it is that he's turning 17 in, a, in six months and i'm 13 turning 14 soon i honestly don't think it's that bad because it's only three years but i'm not sure okay the reason that i had such a reaction when you said that you're in year eight and he's in year 11 is because i've heard this story too many times and it never ends well for the younger person almost never i just personally feel like there is no acceptable reason that a 17 year old should be going after a 13 year old or 14 year old whatever it is i mean if you round up your ages 
even then, 17 years old is one year away from being an adult. 14 years old, you're freshly, I mean, in the American system, freshly out of middle school. I mean, that's, it's, it's the whole freshman senior situation that like is talked about so much in America. Cause I can tell that, you know, you're not from America, probably England, I'm guessing, or honestly, it could be like Australia or wherever. There's a lot of places besides America that are away from America that say year 11 instead of grade, like 11th grade or whatever. Um, but I, I just can't justify that. Um, I don't really think that that's appropriate for someone. Like, in a first reading it, I was like, oh, like, that's so cute. I'm so happy for you. Like, I definitely think he has an interest in you. But now, hearing the age difference, I'm like, okay, that's a completely different situation. Because I myself have had a close friend who got involved as a freshman with a senior. And he was, you know, he made her feel special. He told her he cared about her, all this stuff. The classic thing. But he was really um, just, you know, using her. Uh, it was not a good situation. He, you know, and I'm not trying to say this to scare you, but only really to watch out for you because I've just never personally seen a justifiable relationship between a 17 year old and a 14 year old. I just personally don't think that's right. No matter how much interest he shows at you in you, um, you know, how sweet he seems or the compliments he gives you or eye contact he makes with you. Uh, to me, it's, it's almost like predatory in a way like I don't want to go that far not knowing the situation but at the same time just from my experience it's never most people don't have the best intentions when they're literally like teetering on the edge of adulthood and they're going after people a few years under their age like to me it doesn't make sense I mean they have a whole group of girls their age that they can be interested in but why do they choose to be interested in a 13 year old it it doesn't make sense or 14 year old either way it's not a great age gap and I know it's hard to see because you know when I was 14 I felt like I was pretty mature and I understood like the maturity of like the seniors and things like that but now that the roles are reversed and I'm not 14 anymore and I'm a senior and I'm in that age range I'm 17 um, you know, almost 18. It's like, I just can't, I can't imagine me as a 17 year old looking at a freshman boy. I mean, that's the age of my little brother and being like, oh, I'm interested. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not right. It's not right. So I would very, very strongly encourage you to stay away from getting involved with him. Um, as friends, totally fine. It's a completely different thing. And for all you know, he could just be complimenting you um, because he just wanted to be nice. But just from my, based on the things I've heard and my own experience and, you know, hearing about friends' stories firsthand, I personally don't think it's a good idea to get involved in a relationship because you don't realize it yet, but the maturity level and the difference between 14 and 17 is often pretty pretty big and I know it doesn't feel like that but it usually is and I just I would strongly suggest staying away from it and again it's not to scare you it's not to like make you know add intensity to the situation but if like he does try to be something romantic with you I would encourage you to just like be friends with him and nothing more but at the end of the day that is your own choice I just feel like it is an odd age gap. Um, 
you know, three years is not a big deal when you're 20 and 23 or 40 and 43 or 46 and 49. But when it's 13 and 17, uh, it's just odd. It's really odd to me. Um, so yeah, let me know, keep me updated, but just like be careful and don't be too trusting of people. That's all I'm saying. Hi, Sister Spill. I hope you're doing well. I need advice for a few things. I'm currently in middle school and I'm kind of scared of my future. Um, I didn't get into my dream school. I only say that because my family all got into that school when they were my age and probably expect me to do the same. I don't understand my studies and the only reason why I'm not filling my assignments is because I always use Google. I barely have any friends at this school and I'm really concerned because people would say that I'm that networking or having connections early in life is key. Um, I'm scared that when I go to college, I'll fail just because of zero connections. Also, in my home country, when you get into high school, you're supposed to pick a major like science, social, or language. It's really hard to explain, but I'll do my best. Again, like I said, my family all got into the same middle school, and not only that, but they picked, um, but also this specific high school. They all picked IPA, which is science, physics, biology, etc. And I'm afraid that mainly my dad will force me to IPA as well, even though I'd rather pick language or IPS, social studies, I guess. I just need advice on not to overthink my future school life and to actually study effectively. There's also something else, but this is getting too long. LOL. Anyways, hope you enjoyed this in your next podcast episode. Have a good day. Thank you so much, Sister Spill. Of course, um, I'm glad that you came to me. I'm honored that you came to me with your academic struggles. Um, you know, honestly, sometimes I feel that way as far as like, I don't know, I'm getting these good grades because I just like look things up sometimes. I mean, most of the time I don't, so I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to say that's me hundred percent, but I do relate to you where I've been in certain classes where I'm like, I, the only way that I'm not getting an F in this class is just because I'm like, the teacher happens to be chill or I get all my homework done and it's very easily graded or I get help from someone, but it's you know, there have been times where I'm like, I don't think my actual brain is the one figuring things out. Like I'm getting lucky. Um, but you know what? Like I've also condemned myself for thinking that way because it's like either way, like you're, you're not failing. So you're doing something right. Even if it is looking up answers, you're learning it. And as long as you learn it and try to retain the information, I feel like that's better than just not trying at all. So definitely give yourself credit for that. Um, I also think that like, school is hard. I mean, it can be hard and not everyone is able to just pass classes like that easily. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. And from what it sounds like, your school system is far more sophisticated than mine, making you like choose majors and things. I mean, this is middle school we're talking about. And then going into high school, I mean, I, I didn't know you had to like get into certain schools. I know, I guess there's some like private schools in America that it would be like, but still like, it's definitely like a foreign idea to me. Um, as far as like high schools being dream schools, at least that's pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's what you're describing. But, um, you know, there can be a lot of pressure, especially when it is this family, almost tradition or like a norm in your family where everyone's gotten into this specific school and you feel pressure to go there. Um, and I get it. And I think, yeah, you should, you know, strive to do your best and get into the school if you can, but also don't stress too much because again, you are in middle school at the end of the day. And I know it's probably different in your country and there's probably more importance on middle middle school in your country, but give yourself credit. You're still young and about making connections. I'm honestly shocked that you thought about making connections from this young age, because when I was your age, I probably like didn't even really realize what connections were. 
um, like networking and things like that. You know, I probably roughly knew what it was, but I mean, barely. And yes, networking is important and making connections is important. Um, but at the same time, that is something that you will do at least I see it's hard to know because I don't know what country you live in and what the the cultural standard is there and how things work as far as uh, the school system goes. But in America, like middle school doesn't really matter that much. It's mostly like a prep for high school. And then high school itself matters because that's how you get into college. But you don't do like almost any networking in high school. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't help or doesn't hurt to, um, you know, get that done early. And some people do. Um, I myself through doing like being involved in certain organizations and like doing an internship, like I have made connections that way, I guess, but it's mostly just like peers and then like some mentors, like some, you know, a couple of adults or teachers that have really helped me along my journey. Um, but nothing like crazy, crazy networking. I'm not going to put that much pressure on myself because I know I'm not even to college yet. So like I was saying in America, college is a place where you do all your networking. Um, so I guess I'm trying to tell you don't stress too much, but at the same time, I don't want to like make you underprepared because I don't know if things are like more rigorous or fast paced in the country you live in. Um, that's something I would need to know more about. But I feel like you are probably most likely stressing too much over it because again, at the end of the day, you are really young and I think choose the path that is best for you. Um, you know, let your parents have some say. They do, you know, have a reason for wanting you to do certain things but at the same time make sure that you are also inputting your own opinion and taking the classes that you want to take and it's okay to not know exactly what you're doing or what you're interested in yet but you know that can always be modified if you just you know pick a course pick a program or whatever you will figure it out at the end of the day um i think just like as far as overthinking trying to prevent that there's almost no trying to prevent that. If you're someone who's very ac- academically driven or your family talks about it all the time, it is really, really hard to just like shove that aside. But I feel like there is a way to manage that. And that is just like, even if you don't know specifically what you want to study or what you want to do, just ha- have a rough plan in your head. Like this is, you know, this is something that I'd like to do or whatever. And then just keep your options open and keep exploring things and do your best in school. You know, if you don't get into the the dream school that's okay I mean I'm dealing with that right now it's like I have a couple weeks before I find out the decision to what I've been calling my dream school which is UCLA um for the past couple years like since like eighth grade I'm like I want to go to this school but you know after some realization I'm like I'm really happy with the options I've gotten and if I don't get in which literally like they've got like a 10% acceptance rate um so if you think about it from the opposite way it means 90% of the people that apply there get rejected so you know the odds are completely against me and it would be a miracle for me to get in but I I'm not going to like beat myself up over any rejection that I might get in the next couple of weeks because I know that like Ultimately, what's meant for me and the path that I'm meant to take is going to find me as long as I work hard, keep my goals set, you know, um, I don't have to constantly be networking and doing things and joining organizations all the time. But as long as I have a goal and I have a vision for my future and I keep my options open and I explore my opportunities, I, you know, I'm set and the colleges that I get into, I will know what's right for me um, and you know, once I get there at the end of the day, it's, it's going to fall into place. So I feel like that for me has helped me a lot with overthinking. It's like, yeah, I could sit here and, and do research and panic over what 
acceptances or rejections I might get, but what helps me at the end is that like I have just like this calm inner peace knowing that no matter what happens at the end of the day after this craziness of college decision season is over I know that I'm going to end up at the place that I belong at and it's going to be fine so that for me is what helps me not overthink um I think you're gonna do great don't put too much pressure on yourself, but also don't let yourself fall behind. It's okay if you need to rely on Google. It's okay if you need to get a tutor or ask your parents for help. It doesn't mean you're stupid. You know, give yourself more credit than just, I can't believe, you know, I'm not failing my classes only because I use Google. Like, give yourself more credit than that because you're doing great, like you are. So, yeah, let me know if you have any more questions, but hopefully that covered kind of what you were looking for. Hello, Sister Spill. Hope you're doing well. I would like some advice on how not to be insecure about being a mask fisher. Um, If you guys don't know what mask fisher means, it's just referring to the fact that everyone's been wearing masks during the pandemic. And so a lot of places, if they're lifting their mask mandates like a school, um, a lot of people don't know what each other like looks like. And so people use the term mask fishing, um, kind of, you know, like catfishing. It's like if you upload a picture of yourself on like a dating app and you look nothing like the picture as you do like in person that would be catfishing so mask fishing is you know pretty self-explanatory you can figure it out um i've always been told i was ugly when i was younger so i get very sensitive when people joke about my looks lately i've been really bothered that i'm a mask fisher and that people will think i'm pretty until i take off my mask my crush likes me but has never seen me without a mask and i'm worried that he's going to stop liking me when i take it off everyone says i look so different without a mask even my teacher and it makes me really insecure i've tried looking up online how to get rid of this insecurity but i haven't found anything and i'm scared to hang out with my friends outside of school in case i have to take my mask off thank you This is really, it's a real concern. And honestly, I'm sure that you're not alone in this. I know I myself, I'm, I'm not like overly confident in my looks by any means, but I I feel like secure in the way I look, I guess. I, I have enough like self-confidence for myself that I'm like, I'm not going to go as far as like think that, that I'm ugly or anything, but I, I'm not going to like think that I'm the most gorgeous person alive. It's kind of like in the middle, but mostly I do suffer from self-esteem issues. So I have thought about that because at my school, we're currently still wearing masks, but the state of the pandemic in my state and honestly, like around the US has been so, so much better that like, um, honestly, I think we're like one of the only like schools. I mean, there's a small batch of schools that are still wearing masks, even though my statewide mask mandate has ended it and like a month ago, but people are still wearing masks because it's like strongly encouraged, but it's not required. Um, honestly, I feel like a lot of people are still wearing them because they don't actually realize that the mask mandate ended. So I don't know, but COVID is significantly better. Um, I'm sure that like masks will be taken off sometime soon at my school. Um, and so it has kind of, worried me a little bit not like worried that much but it's it's weird that you bring this up because I was actually thinking about it recently it's like a lot of these people like they've seen how I look probably from like freshman sophomore year but I look way different now um not really like my face I guess but I just feel like it's it would be a shock to some people just because like I'd never post on Instagram anymore I just like I don't know I just like how I just stopped posting on Instagram for like two years Um, and so it's like, they probably don't remember what I look like. So only those close to me remember, or unless like they Snapchat me, but that's like a limited number of people who go to my school that like snap me. So 
there are a lot of people who would probably be like, whoa, that was not how I was expecting her to look. And I definitely do have like insecurities about my face. So it's like, ah, like I wonder how this is going to be. But like at the same time, I've noticed that like everyone who I haven't seen without a mask in a while, like if I've ever seen them pull their masks down briefly with their eating during class or whatever the reason is, um, I've been shocked no matter who it is almost every time because it's like, unless I'm constantly seeing them on my Instagram feed and I know like securely, confidently what they look like, almost every time that someone takes off their mask, like with my teachers, whatever, anything that I've seen, I've been shocked. So I feel like don't worry if people do say things like, wow, you look so different without your mask because it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing. Um, And I'm also sorry that like so many people said negative things about you when you're younger, but I also feel like, you know, that shouldn't affect well, I say it shouldn't. It doesn't mean that it won't because that's kind of hard to control. But just try your best not to let that affect you and how you feel about yourself now, um, as hard as that can be. And I feel like, honestly, no matter who you are, everyone can be a little bit insecure about taking off their mask if they know a lot of people around them haven't seen what they looked like. Um, Because it's just like a shock in general. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're mask fishing. I think that's a stupid term, to be honest, because it makes people really insecure. I just think that it's it's a different, you know, it's a different sight. It's a different view to see of someone um, because we've been so used to just seeing this cloth thing, you know, cover half of our faces. So obviously when you pull it down and take it off, it's going to be a little bit of shock because it's like, wow, this isn't what I had been seeing for the past months or years or whatever. So yeah, I mean, it's normal to feel a little bit uneasy about it, but just don't let it dictate the way that you interact with people or don't avoid social situations just because you're worried about like taking off your mask because at the end of the day, like we won't be wearing masks forever and so I think it's it's good like practice, I guess, to like maybe start taking it off in front of your friends if like, you know, if that opportunity arises, like and then maybe your crush when that eventually happens, like whatever it is, um, when masks come off, I think, you know, it's going to be weird and you might feel insecure, but I feel like you shouldn't worry too much about it because at this, you know, at the end of the day, even if people around you say, oh, you look so different without a mask, it doesn't have to be such a negative thing or your mind doesn't have to immediately jump to, oh, that must mean that like I look way worse without it maybe it just means that you look really different. I mean, there's been certain people where I'm like, whoa, like I was not expecting that. And then it's like, after I've seen them without a mask a couple times, I'm like, okay, I can totally see how they look like that. So yeah, the whole like mask fishing thing is really weird. And I don't blame you for being uneasy about it and nervous, but just don't like let it dictate your life to the point where you're like avoiding things or constantly trying to wear masks because eventually like, you know, months down the road, years down the road, we're not gonna be wearing masks and it'll be good to like get out of that shell, I guess, and just like embrace how you look. I am sure that you look stunning, so I would not worry about it. Okay, the last piece of piece of advice I'm going to give is an email. Hey, Sister Spill, love your podcast, by the way, but I need advice from someone who doesn't know anyone, so their opinion wouldn't be biased. So me and this guy, let's call him Jack, we're really good friends back in like um, September through December. One day, as a joke, I said that we should date, but I had no feelings for him. I just said it to see what he would say. He said he wasn't ready for a relationship at the moment, and he was working on himself, school, football, his friends, and such, which is totally understandable. After that, he started giving me more attention, was just talking to me more, like he didn't want me to lose feelings. Um, I have daddy issues, and I, and I, 
seek attention um, from the wrong people, which sucks. So I just kept pretending like I had feelings for him. I know it was wrong, but I hope you can just understand where I was coming from. Back in January, he just stopped talking to me for a month. I was so confused on why one of my friends said that Jack just... Jack said he didn't want a relationship and I kept annoying him about it. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But another reason apparently was because I would go to him with all my problems and he said he hated hearing it when he couldn't do anything about it. I mean, I don't expect you to be able to do something. I just needed someone to talk to. So I told him if he had just talked to me, all this would have been avoided, but it's whatever now. So the problem is I'm trying to fix our friendship, but it obviously hasn't been the same. He told me I had 24 hours to decide if I wanted to be friends with him, which who says that, but oh well. I kind of still want to be friends with him, but I don't know. Even when I message him just to talk to him, he takes forever to reply, even when he's online. It's like he doesn't even care to fix a friendship, so I'm not sure what I should do. So you sent this, um almost exactly a month ago. (laughs) So I replied to your email and I was like, so sorry. Um, Hopefully you still need advice on this. Um, I will keep it short and sweet just because I don't want to like drone on about something and you're like, wait, like we stopped being friends. I don't need the advice anymore, but I'm going to give you advice just in case. I think like in this case, there's some weird stuff going on from both sides for you. Yeah. Like you shouldn't have like toyed with his emotions I guess because it seems like you kind of I mean even the first place saying like oh we should date just to see what he would say I mean what's the point of that like I don't know I'm not trying to like criticize you but only like genuinely asking like what is the point of asking that if you're not interested in a relationship or like if you're not even sure about your feelings um because to me that was like some confusion from your side which maybe led him to being annoyed or frustrated with you and then from his side saying things like you have 24 hours to decide if you want to be friends with me or not like giving people ultimatums is just not like if you can avoid that you should avoid it and so I don't really know why he did the whole 24 hours things uh thing so that was odd I agree with you um I think like if you guys are continuing to have conflicts, maybe it's not worth mending the friendship. At the same time, though, it seems like a lot of like the relationship stuff and like the feelings, that kind of thing kind of interfered with the relationship um, and the friendship that you guys originally had. So I feel like if this was something that you feel like you're going to genuinely miss, then it's worth fixing or at least talking it out and being like, hey, can we just forget all of the feelings and relationship and romantic stuff between us and just get back to being friends and based on his response you can decide if this is something that you want to fight for but again i'm going to keep that to that because i don't know how different the situation is now i mean it's been a month so things have obviously changed in one way or another but hope that that helped a little bit and keep me updated if you need advice on that same situation um But with that, that is all the advice I'm going to give for this episode. I feel like it was a pretty good episode. I got to catch up with you guys. And again, I apologize so much for leaving you guys for a long time. I'm trying to be better about just like letting you guys know if I'm not going to upload an episode. So at least you guys are aware that it's not coming. Um, But again, I just, I don't know. I just kind of shut down and didn't even go on my Instagram account. But I definitely will be better at that in the future. So yeah, you can expect another episode next week. I mean all goes well and continue asking for advice update me on your life if you have a story you want to tell anything that you want me to share on the podcast if you want to come on the podcast and have conversation with me we can get on a zoom call you don't have to show your face or anything but i'd love to have another guest on sometime soon so let me know if you're interested in that but to contact me you can email me at sisterspillyt at sorry ytt at gmail.com or you can send me a DM or voice memo on Instagram at sisterspillyt or 
or at Spillcast Official. Everything will be linked in the description of this podcast episode. You can also send me a voice message through Anchor if you don't have social media. Again, that link will be in the description of this podcast episode. And if you listen to this episode all the way through, DM me what you're doing for spring break. I know if you you, you know, live in like Australia or something or across the world. Everyone has different breaks, but maybe like what's your dream vacation if you don't have a spring break coming up. So yeah, I will talk to you guys next week.